The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sky Podcast. We're your hosts, Stephen and Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? It's going, man. Still hanging in there? Um, yeah, yeah. Good. I'm here. That's good. Yeah, you know, it's a life, weird world. Life with a fresh kid and living in uh the COVID days. Post, post, pre-COVID, current COVID. I think yeah, it's more kind of current, post maybe. I do think we're gonna start uh measuring time in BC and AC before COVID and after COVID. Oh yeah. I could totally see that. The world has changed so much. Yeah, it has. It's a fucking weird place now. It's even weirder than it was before. Yeah, that's definitely true. How's the little one doing? She's great. She's she's a fucking doll. I still haven't met her outside of Skype. Yeah. Yeah, I'm One I'm of pretty these much days. I'm pretty much over this COVID shit. Yeah, but this is probably going to be like this for a while. Yeah, and I mean, and you should probably just go ahead and come over because we're, we're getting together now. That's true. And recording these anyways, so we don't we don't give a fuck because we're here for the people. Or are, we are right next to each other. The, the three fans that we have that listen to our episodes, we're here for you. Keeping it real. Yes. No, I'm you guys just kidding. Are dope. We got a couple more fans than that, but not really. Speaking of fans... Thank you guys all so much for tuning in, and thank you for sharing with your friends. You guys are the reason why we get together and do this. Yep. You're the best. Um, Kyle's going to bring us an interesting story. He's done quite a lot of research, so it might be a long one. Yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit on the long side, but it's it's pretty decent. On our dude, Admiral Bird and the Hollow Earth Theory. You think he's related to Larry Bird? It's the same guy. Oh, fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah. But That's first, off, dude. First, I'm going to do this until I get a monster sponsorship, so let's get it. Yes. Yeah. I got one too, but it's already open. Yeah, so monster, if you want to sponsor us, we're shouting you out. If you sponsor us, we will probably die. I'll drink a lot of monsters more yep. than I already do. Anyway, back to it. Uh, before we get into that, we're going to go through the business, so check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, just search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and we will be there come over hang out with us on any of those platforms comment interact with everybody else share some memes and stuff i know the uh, facebook page has been getting pretty cool lately so keep up all that awesome stuff and if you've got a paranormal experience you'd like to share with us kyle's gonna tell you how to do it you can go ahead and give us a call at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow you can write your story out Email it to us at hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also use your smartphone, get on the voice memo app, record your story, send that to the email, whatever you guys want to do. This is your show. You know, this is your world. We're just living in it. We're just here to keep it weird. Yeah. And we're usually pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah. We like weird stuff. We do like weird stuff. It's cool. Um, if you do listen to us on your Apple iTunes uh, 
podcast little app thing there, make sure you hop on over and leave us a review and a rating. If you leave us a five-star, we will gladly shout you out on here if you leave us a nice little review. So today's review is brought to us by uh, Scarabinus. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, it says love with five stars there. Dope. Found y'all on Reddit and couldn't be more pleased. A combination of my two favorites or favorite Kyle subjects. Oh, never mind. Yeah, Kyle and Steve. <laughs> no, spooky and conspiracies. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop on over there and leave us the kind words. Yeah, we appreciate it. We love it. getting these. Like I check it every day to see if it's went up and to see what everybody thinks of us. So. Yeah, I don't I don't check it ever. I do. So But I, I do I, nevertheless I do appreciate it. it I does usually blow my mind. text you immediately. Yeah, he does. And then I go, Cool story. Yeah. Um, speaking of stories, we are not going to have a listener, uh, experience of the day because Kyle has so much information on this hollow earth thing. We're just going to jump right into it. So with that being said, Kyle, let's get hollow sky earth. Weird. Weird. Dope. Admiral bird is actually the one that came up with this podcast name. Yeah. Not, but anyways, um, yeah, so you already know we're going to talk about Admiral Byrd and the Hollow Earth theory and basically him finding the entrance to the Hollow Earth. Um, now, who was Admiral Byrd? Admiral Byrd was an American naval officer and explorer. He was awarded the Medal of Honor. He was also a pioneering American aviator, polar explorer. So Admiral Byrd was a very distinguished man, to say the least, because it's not... It's not easy at all to get the Medal of Honor. It's kind of a big deal. Um, and prior to his involvement in the, with the government, he was basically just an explorer on his own, and apparently his brother would help fund these expeditions. But during one of his expeditions, which was known as Operation High Jump, this operation took place from 1946 to 1947. The operation's objectives were as follow training personnel and testing equipment in harsh conditions, consolidating and extending the United States sovereignty over the largest practicable area of the Antarctic, determining the feasibility and establishing and maintaining and utilizing bases in the Antarctic and investigating possible base sites, developing techniques for establishing, maintaining, and utilizing air bases on ice, Amplifying existing stores of knowledge of electromagnetic, geological, geographic, hydrographic, and meteorological propagation conditions. Those are a lot of fucking big words. Out of our wheelhouse. Very out of our wheelhouse. Um, But there's also a theory that that wasn't exactly what this operation was about. Some people think that unofficially they were looking for a rumored Nazi base in the Antarctic. But what was found was a lot more interesting than a Nazi base. Admiral Byrd found another world, essentially. He found what was dubbed as the Hollow Earth. And I was able in my research to stumble across his diary, which he logged very 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 well because he would put the time code down and what he was seeing during this time code but during his flight across the 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 frigid terrain of antarctica he made like i said he made a bunch of notes he says as he's flying he sees vast ice and snow which i mean could you know it's kind of self-explanatory for the area (laughs) but what was not so explanatory was that at first he noticed a yellowish color coloration in the snow. He also began to see reddish and purple colors, which all ran in a linear pattern. He then circled the area two times to basically get a better look at these color configurations. Then he went ahead and resumed to his assigned compass heading. Now, at this time, he noticed that the magnetic and gyro compasses began to gyrate and wobble. He said that he was unable to hold their heading by instruments. So they basically have to, they had to go off of uh, the sun, which would, 
I can only imagine as to how frustrating slash scary that would be. You flying over the shittiest place on the planet, essentially, <laughs> and all your instruments just go down. You're like, well, now we can't. Just close your eyes. Yeah, we we don't know where we're going. So be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Not long after that, he noticed in the distance what seemed to be mountains. It took them almost an hour, but sure enough, they came to a mountain range. They began to cross the mountain range, heading northward as best as they could without their instruments. Now, as they broke the mountain range, they noticed what appeared to be a valley with a small river or stream running through the center. He stated that in no way, shape, or form should they be seeing any green vegetation, let alone a running stream, a river, and vast forests growing on the mountain slopes. So, you know, you, you know, picture that. He's, he's flying through the Antarctic, which we've always been taught is just basically a barren wasteland. It's like, it's like an ice desert. There's nothing out there. It's, it's extremely cold. Then all of a sudden he crosses a mountain range, and it's green. It's, it's you know, full of vegetation, running Weird. water, all that, all that crazy shit. Weird. Which doesn't make any sense at all. Unless he passed into another dimension. Well, I mean, he might have that going for him. Yep, let's throw my name in that hat. <laughs> it's, it's the typical Steve hat. Admiral Byrd then took another pass at the valley to get a better look. He noted that it was green with a moss-like or a type of tight-knit grass. He states that the light there seemed different, stating they couldn't see the sun anymore, which is fucking really weird. That's probably a bad sign. Yeah, as he makes another pass, he spots what seems to be a large animal of some kind. At first, he thought that it was an elephant, but the more he got to looking at it, he said that it looks more like a mammoth than an elephant. He then lowered his altitude and took out some binoculars to better examine the animal and confirms that indeed it is a very, it's either a mammoth or a very, very mammoth like creature. So that kind of defies hmm. the current world we're living in as well. That is weird. Yeah. After 25 minutes, he flies over rolling green hills and notes that the external temperature indicator reads 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Then he notes that all his instruments were finally back to normal, which confuses him even more. So, almost like you were saying, Steve, it is almost like he crossed into another like dimension. Like a different world. Yeah, because he, you know, he went from the ice to the green... And as he's making this transition, all of his instruments are fucking up. Now, when he crosses or goes a little bit farther, then all of his instruments come back online. It's warm outside, which should not be happening. The only thing that would make me question this, just hearing this part, is it almost made it sound like the poor guy got turned the fuck around and ended up back north. You know what I mean? Back in... Like, well, South America or... Australia. Or whatever, wherever it was going to be. Um, like, or maybe he passed into a different time. That's possible, you know, too. Like I didn't even he, think about that. He had a portal because he's seeing creatures from the past and the yeah. weather's different. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And it's almost like he was hit a time portal is the thing that I kind of thought. Right. I mean, that's a, a brilliant observation. I didn't even think well, about it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Fucking Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh... After an hour of flying around through the countryside, as he states, the, he, he noted that the, the train started to flatten out. And then he spots what seems to be a city in the, in the distance. At this time, aircraft started to head towards him. And he noticed that these crafts seem oddly buoyant, kind of like they were just like floating there in the sky. Then all of a sudden, the controls to his plane refused to respond. Bird states that off each of his wings, these disc-shaped craft closed in around him. He also notes that the crafts have some type of swastika on them. Dun, dun, dun. Which, when did this take place? Uh, 47? So that's... Somewhere around that's there? after World War II, right? Right. And... There are running theories. That... Hitler and the Nazis were into a whole bunch of pseudoscience shit like 
time travel and gravity manipulation yeah and stuff like that yeah which i kind of get into later on the more kind of fun facts i found out about this shit right on but uh yes there are a lot of running theories that hitler and the nazis were looking into this area may have possibly built nazi bases in in our antarctica which we we kind of covered in the antarctica episode yeah a little bit weird yeah carry on sorry okay no that's good (laughs) um Within five minutes of this happening, the radio on his plane begins to come to life with a voice speaking in English, but with a slight Nordic or German accent. And the voice said, Welcome, Admiral, to our domain. We shall land you in exactly seven minutes. Relax, Admiral. You are in good hands. Then Bird takes note of how the plane has completely shut down. No engines running, nothing running or working on the plane at all. So it's almost like uh, that that beam in Star Wars. They hit you with it, and it just draws you in yeah. to where they want you Tractor to go. Tractor beam. There you go. Um, it just lands you. You don't even have to do anything. Yeah. The radio comes to life again. We begin the landing process now. The plane then shudders and is described almost floats straight down to the ground like it was on an elevator. He then writes one last entry as quickly as he can. Several men are approaching on foot toward the craft. They are tall with blonde hair. In the distance is a large shimmering city pulsating with rainbow hues of color. I do not know what is going to happen now, but I see no signs of weapons on those approaching. I hear now a voice ordering me ordering me by name to open the cargo door. I comply. Now that is where his actual journey or er, journey his journal tapers off now everything that he writes after this is more or less from his memory his radio man and him are taken from the aircraft and it has they step onto a platform without any wheels and it floats its way towards the city very quickly the city looks like it's all made of some type of crystal material when the men got to the city they were in front of buildings they have never seen before and given a warm beverage that neither of them have tasted before according to them it was the best drink they've ever had in their fucking lives. <laughs> so, orange sunrise monster? Yeah, and I guess it was in like heard that tea form cuz he said it was warm, so um one thing that got me not to interrupt. No, go for it. When you were talking about the tall like blonde people that they first encountered? Yeah. Definitely aliens. Could be. Because if you look into different species of uh, aliens. I cannot think of what they're called. Uh, they all they all have like, no, they look like they're Nordic in background. They're tall. Yeah. They're thin. They're lanky, pale skin. Well, a lot of them um, that have. Blonde hair. The blonde hair, a lot of them are described as beautiful. Even, yeah. even the men, just Let beautiful people. I'll Google it. Carry on. After about 10 minutes, men approach Bird and ask him to come with them, and he complies. He leaves his radio man and gets in what is like an elevator, and they travel down for a few minutes. When the door slides open with no noise, they enter into a hallway. This hallway is lit with an amber color, which seems to be coming from the walls themselves. And what is kind of crazy to note here, as you pointed out with uh, these people as aliens, you hear a lot of encounters of people being on spacecrafts, UFOs and shit, and they talk about this ambient light but there's no actual light source. It's like the light is coming from the walls of the spacecraft. So there's another correlation between the walls of this hallway. The more that I hear this, the more it sounds like a UFO encounter, alien encounter. Dude, um, it, it could. Nordic aliens, some kind of, sometimes called Space Brothers, uh, Palladians, Venusians. Those are I might have heard the Palladian one. I have too. But now it's Plagiarian. Fuck, who knows? Commonly nicknamed... No, that just takes you to the guy who coined the phrase. Never mind. Scratch that. (laughs) Palladians it is. I can deal with that. Continuing on here, Admiral Byrd is then motioned to step in front of a giant door. As this door opens, he hears one of the men escorting him say, Have no fear, Admiral. You are to have an audience with the master. So now he has to sit down with some dude who acknowledges himself as the master. Some all-wise and all-powerful dude. 
As the Admiral's eyes adjust to the room, he says that it's so beautiful that he doesn't even think there is a word that would bring any justice to this room. Then he sees a man at a, at a large table who wants him to sit in a chair, and as Admiral Byrd does, the man begins to speak. We have let you enter here because you are of noble character and well known on the surface world. Bird then replies, surface world? And the master then smiles with a yes. You are in the domain of the Ariani, the inner world of the earth. We shall not long delay your mission, and you will be safely escorted back to the surface and for a distance beyond. But for now, I shall tell you why you have been summoned here. Our interest begins just after your race exploded the first atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan. It was at the at that alarming time we sent our flying machines, the Flugerrads, to investigate what the human race has done. The master goes on to state how they have never interfered in the human race's wars, but now we must, for you have learned to tamper with a certain power that is not for man. Our emissaries have already delivered messages to the powers of the world, and yet they do not heed. Now you have been chosen to be witness here that our world does exist. You see our culture and science is many thousands of years beyond your race. Admiral Byrd interrupted him, saying, What does that have to do with me? Your race has now reached the point of no return. There are those who would rather destroy your world instead of giving up their power. In 1945 and afterward, we tried to contact your race, but were always greeted with violence, either being fired upon or aggressively chased. So, now to you I say there is a great storm coming, a black fury that will not spend itself for many years. Your recent war was only a prelude to what's to come. Great. After their chat, Admiral Byrd is escorted back to his plane and then escorted back out to the Arctic. Once back, Admiral Byrd had a meeting at the Pentagon where he told his story. He was then detained for several hours. Top security forces and medical team interviewed him. And, of course, he was under strict orders to remain silent about everything that he had seen and learned from the master. So they were totally cool with leaving us alone until we go and start dropping bombs. And they're like, man, these guys have way too much power than they ever need to have because they're just terrible beings anyway. Right. So we should probably step in. (laughs) And it's kind of fucked up, right? Because since since then, no one has used an atomic bomb again. No, because they told us not to. Well, I mean... They said, yo. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Chill. You know, could it be possible... Fuck out. ...that they kind of took heed to this at that time. Yeah. Because General Byrd also advised the Pentagon and the United States, the president and everything else that there would be a possibility of attack coming from each pole. Like that was his advisory to the United States, which is even more messed up because maybe, maybe he took this all in stride, but at the same time he was like, these people, this 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 group of people are so far advanced that they would completely and utterly annihilate us. So maybe we should all just kind of take a chill pill here and not use atomic weapons to destroy the planet. That way somebody else doesn't use them. Right. And it also makes me wonder, you know, they they reached out because of the use of these atomic bombs but they haven't for anything else. They never did before, supposedly. And so basically they're saying, hey, if you guys want to go ahead and fucking kill yourselves, that's fine. We're not going to have an issue with this. But we are going to have an issue when all you assholes start dropping nukes on everything and you completely destroy the planet for everybody, including us. And on the flip side of that, if you've got the capability to drop nukes on yourself you essentially possess the ability to drop nukes on us. Right, exactly. So they're like, that's probably a bad idea. Yeah, we don't need any of this shit going on. Now, that is basically Admiral Byrd's story in a nutshell. I mean, I'm sure there's more details out there that I was unable to dig up, but this was the direct account from his diary 
And I mean, what do you think it really happened, Steve? Do you think you really mm. found? Because they're they're supposedly out there. There's pictures of the entrance to the the Hollow Earth from uh, birds. Not from his plane, from what I know. Let me Google it. I got the Google right here. They say that there's a, a giant hole on the South Pole and the North Pole to get in here. But there's also rumor that it's not the only entrances to the Hollow Earth. Huh. Supposedly they're scattered throughout the world. Which makes sense if it's all hollow. Right. My question to you is, how can the Earth be hollow and flat at the same time? That's a good question. Bum, I'm bum, not bum. sure. Do I think Admiral Byrd's story is true? Uh, man, I don't know. What does he have to gain by pushing, spinning this yarn? You know right, what I mean? exactly. Is he, look, I don't feel like he gained any fame because it's so far-fetched. You know, I saw mammoths, and then I saw aliens, and I saw Nazi UFOs. And yeah, because... You know, you, you could use, I guess you could use the argument that they could want this to maybe try and set up bases on Ant- Antarctica, but wouldn't it just be all the more wiser to be like, yeah, um, we found some Nazi bases out here. We, as America, should probably try to put a couple bases out on Antarctica too, since it's kind of unclaimed territory. Yeah. You know, just to counteract the Nazis. Yeah. That might be wise because we don't need any more bases closer to anybody else than what we have because we have to be the dominant superpower out here. That's true. Look at this picture I just found from NASA. It looks like there's a big-ass hole in the North Pole. Right? It's strange. That is weird. It's strange. And I've read theories. I don't know if this is true or not because I don't fly that much that commercial airliners will not go over top of the North or South Pole. Well, you've, you've also heard that... Um, they just don't allow people to go there. Yeah. With when they could cut down quite a bit of travel time passing over the poles, they say there's gravitational anomalies that affect equipment and stuff, so they just don't even go about it when maybe they're not going over there because they'll see the mammoth-filled holes to the center of the universe or the Earth. That'd be crazy. It'd be crazy because even even on a a non-grand scale here, they might also think, hey, we probably shouldn't tell people about this shit because, A, they're probably, they're probably not going to give two fucks about going to work when there's a better place to live. <laughs> and, B, you know, logically, I don't think it would sit very well with our entire race knowing that there's actually another race on this planet that is far superior to us. Almost kind of putting this whole, like, master and slave thought into people's minds. You Just kind of I mean? keeping keeping you in check almost. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. There are some odd similarities that you, you pointed out as far as him possibly running into aliens. Now, I d- it is fucking weird, though, that uh, like these flying discs had swastika-like Im- imagery on them. The people talked with a Nordic-slash-German accent. Is it possible that Hitler actually went down there? I mean, that's that's this isn't the only theory that links Hitler and the Third Reich and Nazis to the Poles, you know? Right. It's strife with them being all over the place, especially at the Poles. Could this be some kind of weird PTSD he suffered. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because if he was a decorated uh, military personnel, yeah, especially going through the war that just happened, he, I don't know, he could, he could he have put this out just to make, make the Nazis look even more nefarious than they already I were? I don't know, but like, since we're on the Nazi chat, I'll go ahead and read some of the the shit that I found on it. Um, there are there were, like we were we've been talking about. There's ideas that Hitler could have even escaped to this underground world. It fucking sounds crazy, and 
Not to mention there is quote unquote apparent proof that Hitler died in World War II, but there's also evidence stating that the body that was actually found was not Hitler's because supposedly they've done a DNA test on the. Hey, hollow cult, the weather's getting nice and you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The supposed body of Hitler and the DNA came back as a woman. And ever since then, they have not allowed anyone to fuck with the the corpse of Adolf Hitler. That is an entirely different episode. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm just using that as the reference yeah, 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 because absolutely. it could prove that he actually didn't die in World War II. And then not to mention... Which is totally plausible. Probably right. more plausible than the fact that he did kill himself. Right. Then there are supposed regions of South America that have strong German architecture. Yeah, I saw that. And the people there speak German everything. And so is it possible that he made his way down through there and then made it to the the most southern tip of South America and then got on a fucking U-boat or something? And just set up shop down south. Right. Well, And then... On top of that, there was also a letter from a German U-boat navigator named Carl Unger who claims U-209 made it to Agatha and that the Earth is, in fact, hollow. Now, Agatha is also another name that they call the hollow Earth. Like, that's, I guess it's the city's name or some bullshit like that. There was also evidence that the Nazis spent a shitload of resources in search for this place in case times become dire and Hitler needed a place to escape to. There was also evidence by the Nazis that showed they believe we already lived on the inside of the Earth. Some experiments of the Third Reich show a belief that the Earth was concave and that we reside on the interior of a sphere. So like Steve said, they spent tons and tons and tons of time and resources into these pseudosciences and the occult and everything else. Like Hitler and the Third Reich believed in just about everything and were looking for everything. I I feel like he thought that that was going to be somewhere tucked in the occult and the pseudoscience was going to be his ticket to world domination. Yeah, I could see that. Which he almost did. No, you're absolutely you know? right. A couple moves done a different way and it could have been a whole different story. Yeah, it would have been shitty for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't imagine living in a world ran by Adolf Hitler. You know, switching gears here. Um, 
there are a lot of people out there that obviously are going to go hard at the idea of hollow earth, trying to disprove it and everything else. And I'm not saying that these people are wrong because I'm not a scientist. I don't fucking know. I just go by my gut and the way that I feel. But I found a bunch of evidence that, like, I, like I've stated before, I do take credence to all of the the older cultures of the world. It, you know, from Native American to the Aztec to African tribes to all those people. I, I don't know why. I just find I just I just feel like they don't have much to fucking lie about. I guess they have nothing to gain from their stories. So I do hold a lot of credence to them. And like Steve said before, where there's smoke, there's fire. But the hollow earth concept itself was, I guess this is probably like a self-proclaimed thing, but it was apparently first proposed in the 17th century by Edmund Haley. He theorized that earth was consisted of several shells separated by individual atmospheres. With the outer layer having a thickness of about 500 miles, he believed that natural phenomena like the aurora borealis and magnetic field variants were products of these multiple layers, which he says moved independently of each other. But the idea of the hollow earth has been around since almost the beginning of man. According to ancient Greeks, there were caverns under the surface which were entrances leading to the underworld. But apparently, the, the I believe it was the Germans, they had a story of a man who traveled through a dark tunnel in the mountain of Mashu, then entered a subterranean garden. In Celtic mythology, there's a legend of a Cruachan, also known as Ireland's Gate to Hell, a mythical cave from which, according to legend, strange creatures would emerge and walk the earth. That's pretty fucking weird. Right? There are also stories of knights and saints that would go into the earth into a place of purgatory. Northern Ireland believed there are tunnels that lead to the land of the subterranean where a group of people lived and believed to have taught druidism to Ireland. It's also lore within Hindu mythology and natives of Trobriand Islands and Mexican folklore, which says there is a cave and a mountain where creatures come from inside the earth. Ancient German myth of a mountains hold a portal to the inner earth. Russian legends are a cavern city inside the earth. Even Native American mythology says that in ancient times the Mandan people emerged from a subterranean land through a cave at the north side of the Missouri River. Also, another tunnel in the San Carlos Apache Indian Reservation in Arizona near Cedar Creek which is said to lead inside the earth to a land inhabited by a mysterious tribe. It's makes also found... You, makes you wonder about Mel's Hole. Right? That, that's mm. a fucking really good connection mm. that I didn't think about because one of them was found on a like a uh, reservation. Mm-hmm. That's fucking weird. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Synchronicity, Steve. Synchronicity. Fucking oh. weird. Um, apparently even the tribes of the Iroquois and the Hopi people and some Brazilian Indians have the same beliefs. So it's really interesting that all these ancient people had the same theory. Like they all bought into a hollow earth type theory. Some people even link it to current religion, you know, it being a form of hell. Yeah. I like they kind of link the hell to it. In 1811, a Norwegian sailor called Olaf Jansen claimed he sailed through an entrance to the inside of the earth at the North Pole. He said he lived in the paradise for years with his father and that the humans there were 12 feet tall and immune to all illness. Which kind of goes hand in hand with the tall blonde. The Nordic people. Nordic aliens. It's fucking weird, man. There's a lot of weird shit. Yeah, it's like you said, the this. synchronicities are strange that they kind of all go hand in hand with one another. And like I, I, I picture old boy's theory of there being three shells and then all the all the shells rotate in different directions of each other, and each one has a its own atmosphere in between it. I don't know. It's fucking weird to weird. think about it. 
Makes you wonder where all these people that disappear go. If it has anything to do with that. Right. There have been people who, I mean, but you could also understand how easy it would be to get lost and disappear in those regions of the North and South Pole anyways. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that was a good call on the connection with Mel's hole. That's the first I thing I thought. think when, about that. When we were talking about holes to the underworld, and I'm like, well, how we just did an episode on a be? hole to an underworld. How crazy would that enough. be? And we'd never know. And especially with, like, the weird-ass lamb creature and shit that came out of it. Yeah. kind of sounds like similar to right. old birds' claims. Oh, and also another thing that I picked up, uh, apparently some people theorize, I'm not saying it's real or not, but some people theorize that Dante's Inferno has to do with the Hollow based Earth. off the Hollow Earth? Yeah. See and it would be because, like, in the Mexican belief where they were talking about creatures come out, they weren't talking about nice creatures either. They were basically saying these creatures were abominations and they weren't nice creatures. Stay the hell away from them. Right. So is is it too far-fetched to believe, to even think that if there actually is a hollow earth, who's to say that there isn't more than one race that's down there or species or whatever the fuck you want to label it as, especially if you had the three shell example and each who's to say each shell doesn't have its own fucking race. Yeah. Roman. That that, that almost, that in itself is almost like heaven and hell. Like you have three different layers, heaven, and then you have purgatory and then you have hell. It, there's there's a lot of religious undertones to it. Dude, that would be fucked up. I didn't think about. I didn't even think about our, the one we're actually living on being, um, the middle layer. Like yeah. There's a whole outer layer. That's fucking weird to think about. And you hear so many different legends and stories and stuff like that about. Creatures coming out of caves. Yeah. And boogeymen coming out of caves and shit like that. Stay away from the caves. And if, if I mean, they could lead credence to something, a whole nother ecosystem below the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be fucking weird, man. And I couldn't I imagine. Like, I couldn't imagine finding one of these holes. No, oh, I'd definitely throw shit down. But there. we'd never have the resources to go 500 miles down, anyways. I just jump. Well, for the podcast, can we put like a put a GoPro on me? I was gonna say like a, a Wi Fi mic, go, yeah, a Wi Fi GoPro. And you just hear me yell, uh, <laughs> thump. That'd be me hitting the bottom no. of the hole. Steve, did you get the footage? <laughs> Name this after me. See ya. <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a very interesting theory to say the least, and. I don't know. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah, I I feel like theories like this have been around forever and they will be around forever because A, you can't really explore it per se. You know what I mean? Not really. Not with not with going full send and jumping down the hole. I mean Yeah. Kinda like for for these kind of theories to go away, and while I say that, because people believe that the Earth was flat for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and they still until do. yeah, I was gonna say until they decide to sail around it, but people still believe the Earth's flat. So I don't there there isn't a way to <laughs> disprove these theories. I guess. I mean, either way, like I I don't doubt the possibility of it being anything. It, I'm not a fucking scientist, so I can't officially sit here and say that yes, it is a fucking sphere. Yes, it's a fucking it's flat. I I don't know. I don't really don't fucking know. We need we're gonna start a uh, GoFundMe to build a spaceship that we're gonna take. I'm up. not fucking getting on it. That one that one old flat earther boy got in his rocket and it crashed and killed him. Well, that's what you get for trying to fly into outer space. R.I.P. Rocket Man. Word. Fucking word. Bird's theory or Bird's experience is pretty weird. I'm still trying to wrap my head around whether, like, why he would fake it. Because that's not something you would put together for fame and fortune because people are going to be like, you're crazy as shit talking yeah. about and lush green forests in the Arctic full of woolly mammoths and UFOs. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Maybe he did a bunch of LSD while I mean, flying. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like a very smart thing to do. No. But people in general are not very smart. So <laughs> still could have happened. It still could have happened. I'm not going to argue that fact. Could have happened. Here's here's something I, f- I found that is pretty fucking interesting. And I think, I think you'll find this interesting as well. I do. I, I labeled this in my notes some fucked up things about Admiral Byrd. <laughs> he went on a trip and saw woolly mammoths is that number one <laughs> i mean no that was that's not one of them actually but admiral bird was actually well apparently a freemason now oh uh-huh he joined the washington dc lodge in 1921 out of the 42 men that and i don't now i don't know because he apparently made quite a few trips to the Arctic. Now, I do not know if this was, if these two trips that I'm getting ready to talk about, I do not know if they were Operation High Jump. I don't believe they were. I believe that these were his own uh, expeditions that his brother funded. But on his first expedition, there were 42 men that went to Antarctica with Bird. Eleven of these men were Freemasons, uh, and Byrd decided to form a group within that group of only Freemasons, and he called them the Loyal Legion. He told the men they must swear to not try and find out what other people were in this Loyal Legion, and to never tell of anything that goes on, and must do everything that Byrd asks of them. The next time Admiral Byrd went to Antarctica, 60 of the 82 men were Freemasons. He then established the first Antarctic Lodge, 777, in 1935. Well, the first thing I would do if they said, hey, don't try to find out the other people in this group, would be try to find out the other people in this group. Yeah, but the Freemasons are all about secrecy, so they might be a little more apt to conform I guess as far as being secret goes. I'm just curious as to what... Why there is so much interest in the Arctic and the Antarctic, especially now. Like when we did our Antarctic episode and you see prominent people still flying over the poles and all they are are giant sheets of ice. Or so we're told. Yeah. So there has to be something there of interest. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't buy, I mean, I guess at this point I don't buy that there's nothing down there but a giant sheet of ice. Because like you stated, there are a bunch of prominent people that go there. Why the fuck would you want to go see a giant slab of ice? I personally wouldn't because I hate the cold. Yeah. But if there was something worth seeing, you know, uh, an alien space, mother craft, like there was supposed to be there. Or, I mean, I don't know if you saw uh, Alien vs. Predator, but (laughs) there was an underground (laughs) pyramid there full of aliens so if that's there it might be something that somebody would want to go investigate but I do find it odd that the Freemasons took interest in these trips yeah if, if anybody had their fingers dipping in the mysteries of the Arctic it's gonna be a secret society yeah and I mean what better one than the Freemasons they yeah. have their fingers in just about everything yeah but I don't know you you would think that the Freemasons wouldn't just say, okay, yeah, I mean, just uh, you want to go fly down there with ice, Come just on. go for it. You you would think that they would have a just reason. Just talk about it. Yeah, you would think that there would be a like a reason of interest of in sending people there. Like there would be something to gain from this trip. I Which guess. there probably was that we'll never know about. Oh, I don't I don't doubt that at all. Here's some other fucked up shit that I found out about Admiral <laughs> Byrd. This one's actually super fucking interesting. And if you think the the hollow earth is a little bit out there, wait till you hear this little this little nugget I got for you. <laughs> Great. Um now it's not in direct correlation to Admiral Byrd, but he had a I guess a cousin, David Harrow Bird, that may have had a connection with the JFK assassination. 
Of course. Why wouldn't <laughs> so all now of you've these got, conspiracies be yeah, tied into one? Now you've thing? got the Hollow Earth fucking meeting Nazi alien Nordic people, uh, Freemasons being involved, and now a possible link to the JFK assassination. What? Okay, so I guess this David dude, he was apparently a member of the 8F group, which was an elite organization named after the room number at the Lamar Hotel in Houston, where they held meetings. It had Lyndon Johnson and John Connolly in, inside this group. 8F also coordinated, which this is fucking weird, it also coordinated political activities with politicians and businessmen, including Billy Soul Estates and Clint Murchison, names that are very familiar to people who've looked into Lyndon Johnson's connections to the assassination. Harold Byrd also owned the Texas School Book Depository, the building that Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy worked at out of. An alleged, and the alleged location where he shot JFK from. Damn it. After the assassination, Harold removed the window and turned it into a souvenir. He decorated the bottom half of the window with newspaper clippings of the event. He then framed it and put it into his banquet room. <laughs> How fucked up is that? <laughs> tell me that's not awesome Great. tell me this just, just didn't make your fucking day Great. isn't that fucking way out there? here I go looking for hollow earth and admiral bird story and I stumble out and I find this little fucking golden nugget I thought this was the when I clicked on this fucking webpage I thought it was the biggest piece of shit I'm like I just gotta read this because of its title it said admiral bird connection with jfk assassination i'm like no there's no fucking way there's no fucking way that there's any correlation between this and here i read it and i'm like what in the actual fuck is going on i don't i don't have any words <laughs> he's like you know what i'm gonna do check this shit yeah. out yeah you want to see something cool <laughs> yeah, that's something exactly cool? it <laughs> Hey, Steve, you want to see something cool? Come to my banker room. I got this. How fucked up is that, though? Because they're basically saying That's... that he did this because because it was like his way of being like, yep, I was part of this conspiracy. Not only did it fucking actually happen, but I got away with it, bitch. Yeah. Look, here's my trophy. Yeah, it's it's almost it is. It's like a big power move. It's saying I can do I can get done whatever I need to get done. Right. And and I'll display it for everybody to see. Right. And then you had this group, the eight F, who were it, it was full of prominent people and and what I found completely damning was the fact that they coordinated political activities with politicians and businessmen. Of course. So it's more than possible to sit here and theorize that that entire group came up with the whole political fucking trail for Kennedy to follow that day. And they're like, yo, check it out. We even got this building right over here that's going to go right past the path. Oswald can fucking get him from here. Game over, dude. And all the while, you got the other fucking 40 snipers in different locations, however many shooters they had. Did you hear the – this is – now that we're getting on Kennedy, Let's it's going to go. Let's go. The weird ass um, account that a woman called in saying that the president was going to be assassinated beforehand. No, but it's not surprising. Let me find it. British newspaper got an anonymous call 25 minutes before JFK assassination. Why the fuck would the British newspaper get it? I don't know. 25 minutes before John F. Kennedy was assassinated, a British newspaper received an anonymous tip about big news in the United States, according to the trove of more than 2,800 documents released Thursday by the National Archives. When did this come out? But then again, it wouldn't be far-fetched. It wouldn't be far-fetched that they would get it because if you're dealing with high this prominent people... This is not the one that I thought either. I didn't hear about this one, but but if you're if you were hearing about or if you had high prominent people into this conspiracy, those people know people who know people who know people. Yeah. So I mean, it's not that shocking that a British newspaper would have gotten the drop. I guess. Yeah. It is shock. It's shocking, but it's not. You know, because that would definitely be something that you do not want to get out being involved in the assassination. I wish of I could John F. Kennedy. Find it. 
I believe you. But apparently a woman called in and was like, you know, the president's going to die here soon. I wonder if she was like a mistress to one of these dudes in the ADF or relation or a, a, a wife or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. May have overheard these these cocky asses talking. Yeah. But I don't know. It's very strange. The whole account of... <laughs> this, this episode has nothing to do with the Kennedy assassination. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it just ticks off in my brain. Anyway. But it's... The whole the whole that. account of Admiral Byrd is, is pretty interesting in itself. Not to mention all these little side connections. And I'm, I, I'm willing to bet if there's this many side connections, there's probably a handful more yeah. that are trolling around out there. Because, I mean, when you're dealing with prominent men like that, men or women who have that kind of power and that kind of reach, usually those people, if they're willing, if they're willing to be involved in the JFK assassination or fucking finding the hollow earth, the sky is the fucking limit. They usually have their hands in a bunch of shady shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Like these people don't just stop with one thing, especially when you can display the damn window that Kennedy was shot out of in your, in your banquet hall. Right. Like, yeah. This is a pretty big deal. It's fucking interesting, man. So it's going to be fine. Yeah. So it turned into a pretty interesting night for me as I was sitting down (laughs) and researching. Yeah. And like I said, this this last little nugget of information was the last. I like I literally put that tab to the farthest right. I'm like, I'll just (laughs) I'll just look at this last because it's 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 just got to be fun to to read. There's no fucking way it's going to blow me away. And here I read it, and I'm like, what in the fuck? This is insane. That's actually beauty, insane. That's the beauty of hosting a paranormal conspiracy podcast. You right. can just go down the rabbit hole, and even if it is the most bizarre shit you ever come across, it's still guess fun what? to talk about. Yeah, it still counts. Yeah, it's absolutely. And if we get into your next proposed episode on the simulation and shit like that, I've got a f- fucking I got some tangents to go on. I can tell you that much. Good. Let's. We got that one. I'm. I've been looking up some more weird cryptids. Yeah, we need to do some cryptids for sure. There's some bizarre ones. I thought about doing a little like mixed grab bag of weird cryptids again. Like we did the one about Illinois. We'll probably, I'll probably just do, I've got a whole bunch of pages pulled up here. Actually, you know what? I got a challenge for you listeners. You guys, since we did that Illinois one, if you would want us to, why don't you vote on states for us to look at? Yeah, good call. Boom. Get on our, uh, Facebook or yeah. social medias, and if you guys have a state that you're particular, or country even. I know we got listeners yeah, in other there countries. You go. If you guys want us to focus on some cryptids from your neck of the woods, just shout us out, and we'll do a little bit of research and find out what creepy crawlies you got going on. Hell yeah. So, I guess that wraps up old Larry Bird. That's not his name at all, is it? It is. <laughs> and his Hollow Earth encounter. Um, what do you guys think about it? Do you feel like the earth we live on is just the shell of a way bigger conspiracy? Well, that and what's the word I'm looking for? It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Lost myself. It doesn't matter. It's a fucked up story. I, I personally believe that just about anything is possible at this point. And it's fucking weird that I say that because it's the now it's the older i get the more i'm like man the world we live in is fucked up and i believe there are a lot of things out there that we don't that we as uh i guess you would say the ignorant we can't even fathom what the fuck is out there at this point oh no there's so much more that i don't know than i do know <laughs> exactly and it's probably a good thing i'm not saying that it's not it's probably a good thing I'm not saying that because not. holy shit. Because if some of this stuff is legitimately real, and I'm not talking like your your normal stuff, your UFO, your Bigfoots, your you know whatever, but some of this shit that me and Steve have stumbled across, if some of this shit's real, fuck that. It's like we have no idea. We have no idea yeah. what's. The world we live on, live in is just a cloak to keep us functioning day to day. Yeah. Like mentally safe. To just keep going to work, keep paying your bills, don't ask any questions. Yeah, just ignore that giant fucking hole in siren the earth. head 
coming out of the hole. <laughs> I, wish, I wish Siren Head came out of the hole in the earth. Yeah, and ever since you've talked about Siren Head, now it's just everywhere that I've noticed. Yeah, it's like it's on podcast now. It's Fuck, so... the other day. The other day, I'm not even kidding you. Gage is sitting in his room watching YouTube, and there's this girl in there talking about Siren Head. I sent the video to to my boys just messing with them, and ever goes. Yep, that's Siren Head. I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah, it's coming to life. These creepy pastas are so cool to me. Like, I know they're fictional and everything, but they just take a mind of their own. They're like, they're like this era's urban legends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're fun to listen. And to. And like I talked about the to the Tulpa episode, like Slenderman was is was a fictional entity that was created on pen and paper on the computer. Somebody typed a story about it, and then it took a life of its own, and people are starting to see it. People are starting to experience it. People are being stalked by it. It's the same way with the rake. And yeah. now, and yeah. I, it's like all these things just take a mind of their own. It's it's so weird and awesome and just a weird time. Hell yeah. So that wraps it up. Let us know what you guys think. Is the earth hollow? Is Adam O'Bird on drugs? Does it have a thick candy shell? Like getting him in there. I like M&M's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but until next time, check us out at our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Hop on over there. Get weird with us. Um, Let's see where I'm going to go with this. Until next time, stay safe. Stay weird. If you decide to jump into a hole from the center of the earth, be sure to live stream and tag us. But don't actually do that. Yes. Because we don't want you to get hurt. We'll disappear or come back on a woolly mammoth or with a giant weird alien in your body like the sheep was in those holes. If you do jump down that hole, please do what Steve don't do what Steve suggested and do come back riding a woolly mammoth. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. Later.